Hey, everybody. Welcome to Red Pill Your Healthcast. My name is Dr. Charlie Fagenholz, and I'm here with Lauren Johnson. And you all know the deal already. We talk about things that other people want to talk about, but don't talk about. And so this week, we chose an interesting topic. This topic is known as COVID. You all have probably heard about that. And let's just go over a little bit of the basics, what we just all saw in the last few years. You just witnessed society being failed on by its mainstream medicine. You just witnessed how sick the people who walk amongst you really are. You just witnessed how emotions and not logic rules society. You just witnessed people claiming they followed the science that cannot be questioned when in reality, science is made up of questioning everything. You just witnessed people giving up, giving away their power. As Morpheus says in my favorite movie, The Matrix, you just witnessed people so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. You just witnessed the media pulling a sleight of hand magic trick on everybody for to gain political ground. It started off as counting deaths, but as soon as people caught on that it wasn't as deadly as they're making it out to be, they switched it to cases just to keep instilling fear in you. And lastly, now you're witnessing the product of that whole shit show being forced into our children to go to school. And that's where we will begin this podcast with. Lauren, let's tell the people what you just told me about Pfizer and forcing the COVID vaccine into the childhood schedule to go to school. Yeah. So um, just this week, they voted to put it on the childhood schedule. And I originally just thought, oh, they, you know, that's their goal. They think that they are protecting children from this virus that has a, what, 99.999% um, survivability by children. Um, but no, it is, um, it is actually to protect themselves. So Pfizer has been, they've been using the um, in, uh, vaccines from the emergency authorization that they had. And so they did have an FDA approved vaccine that is called Comirnaty. Well, they're wanting to start selling to start selling Comirnaty, but uh, with that one, they can they are actually open to lawsuit once they start using it. And so to protect themselves from being sued, um, they are if you will they will be protected from a lawsuit under emergency authorization. And then again, if the vaccine is on the childhood immunization schedule, so they will be protected in both of those circumstances. So they didn't want to be selling their Comirnaty without having it on the childhood schedule because they knew they would be open to lawsuit. And so it's not really about the children protecting the children from getting the big bad COVID. It is so that they don't get sued. Yep. And so if you guys have been following our podcast, uh, we've been talking about stuff like this quite a bit, especially in the first three or four episodes um, where vaccine, the vaccine industry essentially is profit over your health, but they cake it up as it's all about your health. And if you don't get your vaccine, you are selfish. You don't care about people around you. And that feeds into how, when I, I opened up the show and I said that emotions, not logic rule a society. And we have to really approach this with logic. It is so mind blowing that this still goes on. And it's not allowed to be questioned because if you question it, you are censored and you were told that you are a conspiracy theorist and that you hate your neighbor. And that that's the truth. 
I mean, that is the truth. And, and so we need to really dissect this uh, because I know you guys want to hear it. And I know I might be preaching to the choir, but it's always good to hear it again because this is only, it's really, I don't want to say it's the beginning because it's been happening for so long, but this is like, this changed the trajectory of medicine and uh, this world forever, I think. And so it'll, it'll be the most talked about event in the history um, of our lives and um, possibly our children's lives too. So we really need to break down uh, what the truth is around all this stuff. So I think uh, it's really important to note that like the the NIH and the F and the FDA, like they were, there are recordings and there are, it, it has pr been proven that several of the scientists had ties to pharma industry. And these were set, they did studies on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and they were saying it wasn't safe when everything else prior to the to COVID said that these drugs were were very were safe and were used. I mean, one even what it won the uh, Nobel Peace Prize. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for curing river blinded blindness, and so it is. Everything before this had said they were safe, and then with COVID, everything changed. And there are recordings of Zoom calls between scientists. There are there's so much evidence to show that these scientists actually had ties to pharma and were being and were profiting off of it. Um, and it just doesn't. It blows my mind that it's how big of a conflict of interest is present, and how other people like just at most people in America, I would say, are not even seeing this at all no and that, that's the sad part um you bring up such a great point about conflict of interest and i feel like medicine as a whole essentially mainstream medicine is a one giant conflict of interest and i wish it wasn't so we we have so many good tools in the natural healthcare realm that if we just came together and we used emergency medicine in cases of emergency. Right. And we used holistic medicine on building your health so that you never need to have that emergency. We can go really um, far in changing the life expectancy of our children. We can help so many people, but it's all about the almighty dollar and conflicts of interest. And so and that's what's in other countries. You see yeah. them using the, the they kind of melt, they kind of mesh these two worlds a little bit better in other countries in Germany and in um, France. Now their systems aren't perfect, but I'm just saying like, you see this happening also. I read in the U S that there is so many, there are so many scientists that in the, in the government that has been bought that yeah. they can't say, um, what they want to say, even if they know it to be true fact, they can't say what they need to say. Yeah. And when you say things are being bought, let's talk a little bit more about money. I I'm kind of in the mood of just going on rants. Um, I've been seeing this BS go on for, you know, over two years and, uh, I haven't really said too much about it, but one thing that most people don't know is that COVID was actually being studied at the university of North Carolina mm -hmm. and it was changed. Uh, it was switched over to the Wuhan lab of virology or whatever the name of that was. Okay. That was all being funded from our tax dollars. Yep. And as soon as that gets out of the lab, now uh, it turns into a whole issue, obviously. And I think it was 100% blown out of proportion. Um, what else can we really say? It is so frustrating to me that this is not common knowledge. Yeah. Right. I mean, they knew about it um, before, before the pandemic even like happened. Uh, mm -hmm. Where was it? What school did the 
pandemic response and it was basically like a clear-cut uh plan of what actually happened like this it was hilarious it was like this is like they did this before i mean it was i think it was in fall of, of 2019 and it's like this is i mean it's, it's clearly what happened but yep. the whole thing is like it's not even just that like what happened it's also that the they're they're really dividing us mm -hmm. and playing this mind game with everyone and they made it they made you lonely they made you alone they made you feel alone and then they say that they're coming in to save you and like it's like this whole savior complex like it's the whole like it's it's all a mind game and if you can kind of step out and say okay what are the facts yep. the facts are it's you know that it, it is it is a bad i mean there were a lot of people that have died but the fact is that they were basically left to die by conventional medicine. I mean, I had family members told, go to the hospital if you get short of breath. Like that is ridiculous. Yeah. People who are at high risk told, go to the hospital if you get short of breath. Yeah. There's so much we can do. And the evidence shows early treatment saves lives. Yep. And they, they completely have failed that. And even to this day still are not kind of like admitting their fault there. Yeah. And one thing that I always bring up is that for every COVID death, any hospital that claimed that it was a COVID death got $30,000 per death. Yep. yep. And so, and mind you guys, we, we've researched this separately. We have not, right. we didn't even talk about this, that fact beforehand, but that right. is the thing that I knew as well. They got paid it was $13,000 for a ventilator patient that was not COVID, but 30, I thought it was 37,000 for a COVID ventilated patient. Interesting. It is, it is, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It, it, and so, so here, here's the thing is like, we, we go back to money makes everything go round essentially. So if you have someone who has stage four cancer or has some type of heart disease that are on hospice, and you can just put that they have COVID and you get $30,000 plus, because mm -hmm. I heard that it was that it was $30,000 per COVID death certificate. Why, what incentive? I mean, that is, an, that is the incentive. Like, why wouldn't they do that? It's like, it's free money. It's free money. And uh, that skews the numbers completely. Th these numbers are absolutely skewed. I don't know if we'll ever find out what the true numbers are. They've been skewed so much. And I do believe there is a true, like there is a physiology that is happening. Mm -hmm. Like it, it is happening. I have walked through this with patients. So like I have seen it happen and I've helped, you know, help them through it. So I know that it is happening, but it's like, how are we ever going to know that? Like what actually happened in the hospitals when we, we just, there's just no way to know for sure. They've yep. skewed the number so much. Absolutely. And and we will get to long haul COVID on this uh, episode. Um, but it's just, we're trying just to get all our frustration out. Yeah, I think, well, and that's not being able to talk about it. Like there's so no. much I want to say on social media and I just have not been able to at all yeah. for, for years. Um, you know, back, you know, even maybe a year and a half ago, you were able to speak a little bit more, but once the vaccine rolled out, man, they just clamped down hard on anyone speaking anything against the narrative. Yep. Um, but I will tell you, they've been clamping down hard since the beginning of the pandemic on every single healthcare provider that ever spoke out. Dr. Brownstein was doing things different um, from the beginning. And he he was able to write a book because of freedom of speech, but he couldn't have it on, I think it was on his website. He mm. couldn't have his protocol on his website because that did not protect him. But on, uh, having a book, was protected under freedom of speech. It is, 
it is crazy just the amount of providers who a didn't question anything didn't question that they were doing nothing for their patients and then b the ones who did try to speak out how how much they were silenced and um and and like that was that's like it's heartbreaking for me because it's like seeing a provider just say no there's nothing we can do like there's so much you can do at home and you should even know that as from a conventional medicine standpoint tell them to get an incentive spirometer amazon will get it to your house in two days Get an incentive spirometer. Get outside. Walk around. We know these things help, but they just say, nope, there's nothing you can do. It leaves you powerless and it makes you feel like there's nothing you can do. And there is nothing more powerful or or, or power grabbing than losing hope. Um, If you don't have hope that you could get through this and you're a high risk patient and you're at home alone, like how horrible and awful of them to do to say, oh, no, there's nothing you can do. And and just think about this. This is what what I always tell patients is. If it were really about your health, even if, you know, when, when those doctors came out in the beginning and said, we've healed every lot of people, majority of our patients with hydroxychloroquine, and they were immediately shunned and shut down. If it were really about your health, anyone who comes out and does a claim like that, that would be put to the test immediately. If it was really that bad, they would have used it immediately. You want me to take it a step further. If it was really that bad, our borders would be tied shut. If it was really that bad. Yeah. And and, and we can talk about <laughs> that clearly did not happen. If you take a look at Texas. And you know what? They did do studies on hydroxychloroquine, um, but the doses they used were astronomical mm. and they were shown, they were, they were toxic doses, but the studies were funded by none other than Bill and Melinda Gates foundation of course. Um, and other people that were associated with them. Um, so like it's, it, it is, um, it is, at, like they did that on purpose to make it seem like this drug was not safe, but okay. they also, at the same time, they said, Oh, it's still safe to be used for lupus and all the other things it's currently used for. Yep. Like, how does that make sense? How, if it yeah. is them, why is it not safe for somebody with COVID? It's, it's absolutely mind boggling. And, yeah. um, it's like the, the old commercials, like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie pop? The world may never know. Like COVID is that Tootsie pop, the truth of COVID, like the world may never know. Oh, I don't know. I, I, how will, how will it come out? Because they silence it. They, they censor it as soon as, I mean, amazingly podcasts have been pretty, you know, I've seen it be pretty open, but Mm -hmm. if you try to put this on YouTube, that ain't happening. Oh no, that's gone. And, and so it's just, there's so much that has not been said that cannot be said and that um, is not searchable on Google and different things. And so um, you know, we're not trying to be like fantastical here and just, you know, be extreme with this, but I'm just like, we're getting our frustrations out as providers. Like yep. this has been a frustrating three years, uh, yep. almost three, well, two and a half years. And and we're really doing this because we love you and we want you to have information that will help you and your loved ones. And when I was in California during the whole thing, treating in the beginning in 2020, I saw over 10,000 patient visits. I didn't wear a mask once. I didn't ask anyone to wear a mask. I didn't glove up. I didn't do any of that garbage. I had zero deaths, zero deaths of any of the patients in our clinic. And I, I, I can count on my hand, one, maybe two people who actually had to go to the hospital because the difference is the people who attend our type of medicine realm, so to speak, 
they build their health. They know that health is not given, it is built. And you build your health for instances like this. And that brings me back to the second thing I said on this podcast was that you have all just witnessed how sick the people are who are walking amongst you. Being asymptomatic does not mean healthy. And everyone always asks, so So is it really worth taking all those vitamins and nutrients and changing your diet and all that stuff? This is where it all comes in. We will be prepared because the universe rewards the action step. We build our health day in and day out. And COVID preys on people who are not healthy. I don't care if you, a lot of people who are listening to this are going to say, well, I knew someone who was healthy as a clam. They exercised every day. They did this. They did that. If anyone struggles with COVID, I can guarantee you that there is something underlying in their system that was missed because we do not have sensitive tests and no one asked the right questions in modern medicine. Yeah. And and, and you can be, you can look healthy and have be metabolically very unhealthy and mm-hmm. metabolic health is, is more important with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you are taxing the system. This COVID really taxes the system, the body as a whole, it brings things to the surface pathogens to the surface. That's what we're going to get in with long haul. Is yep. it, is it, is it brings it to the surface and things like, um, Epstein-Barr virus, chronic Lyme, um, it, it, mold toxicity, um, that, it, that, that the body was hand or or suppressing before that, but with COVID, it it, it amassed it and brought it up, and so that's yep. why you see so many long callers. And it's not the same solution for every single one, as we are all different. But there are different causes for this. It's a multifactorial thing. It's never just the one thing. And so um, when we talk about the solutions for that, it's going to be more than one thing. And the one thing that we, you know, one thing that we mentioned may not be it for you. So that is where finding a practitioner that does do root cause work, um, you know, frequency medicine, bioresonance scanning that you can actually get what your body is doing and saying is important. Yeah. And I can guarantee you that for everybody, it's not using more hand sanitizer. No, (laughs) that's actually, no, they actually have done Duke university did a study that showed that, that, that hand sanitizer disrupts the gut microbiome and actually increases your risk for obesity. Stop it. Absolutely. I don't ever I mean, I, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I was on a plane one time and I witnessed someone wearing two masks and literally dumping hand sanitizer on themselves to lower their two masks to eat snicker bars and Skittles. Oh my goodness. Oh. I literally sat there and I'm like, I'm living in a clown world. This yeah. is, this is, this is what we're up against is these people are scared of COVID when this is the lifestyle they're living in. And I'm the one who's unvaccinated and I'm the one who's a threat to a person like that. Like that, there, you just, uh, it just grinds my gears. I can go on for hours about this, but I know you guys don't want to hear my frustration. So let's talk about long haul COVID. Cause I know a lot of people probably still have some symptoms on that. And it can range from brain fog to, to hair loss, um, to just feeling, you know, fatigued in general and just not feeling your greatest. Well, First, before we, right before we do that, do you mind to mention some of the things? Cause I know we're, I'm going to get, we're going into fall and winter, you know, what are some of the things that you like to use during COVID? Like for some with an acute case, um, because did you know that they just created in the lab, a new COVID variant that is 80% more deadly 
than the one before. So who knows? It was an amount. Well, was that was that created after monkeypox or is that before monkeypox? I don't know. Who knows? But this was released. It was released in an article from I think it was like the New York Times or something. I just I feel like it's like I feel like it's, I was just watching Austin Powers. I feel like it's like Doctor Evil of like oh man, people are are realizing COVID isn't anything. Release monkeypox. Why do we need to do that? Why do why yeah. why is that necessary? I know that and that makes you really question. What are the motives there? It really yeah. makes you wonder what the motives are. So just in case somebody is, you know, is hasn't had it, um, because once you have it, yeah. you really the second time, it's not gonna be as 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 bad in general, just obviously general terms. What um what are some of your favorite supports during COVID? Man, that's such a good question. Um, there's been a shift each season, I would say. Yeah. It's like as the virus changes, the supplements change that I've seen. So in the beginning. I was getting a lot of Japanese knotweed, which is resveratrol, which makes total sense because resveratrol is what turns down autoimmunity and long haul is turning on some autoimmune issues. Then as it progressed, I started getting neem, which is Malia Supreme that you hear me talk about, which is yeah. nature's natural version of ivermectin. Yes. Um, you know, black cumin oil is also um, yeah. up there too. But in the last, I haven't really been picking it up too much lately, but in the last probably 90 days in the last three months, the herb that's been testing by far the most for everything. And I think it's because everyone has a little touch of little, you know, they've been exposed to the newest COVID or whatever is olive leaf. I get that lying off the shelf, honestly. And, and there's a few other, um, uh, concepts that I can mention. It's really good to have proper drainage. But there's another concept that a lot of people don't know about, and it's called debris fields. And um, debris fields are basically when you are trying to detox or you have a bacteria or a virus or a parasite and you start killing off. If you are not draining properly, then debris fields will form, which is just leftover particles, essentially. And those have to be cleared out. And my favorite um, supplements to clear them out is a good fish oil and reishi mushroom. Those are my top two for debris fields. So I use a bunch of reishi. Uh, I love, I love medicinal mushrooms. I think they are fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think that, um, that, that is definitely one of the ones that I would have on my, as a mainstay during COVID olive leaf, Chinese skull cap can be helpful. Um, that's more for long COVID methylene blue, mm-hmm. That we were talking about this beforehand. So it can be helpful for long callers, but it can be helpful. I I tend to see it better used um, in acute situations. Um, what are your thoughts on methylene blue? Oh man, one of my good friends who's a methylene blue addict who's going to listen to this is going to uh, text me right when she listens to this. And so my thing is I give everything six months of people talking about it and getting good results before I really dive fully into it. So, you know, my friend, she swears by it for mold toxicity and Lyme, right. Lyme brain and yeah. stuff like that. And that makes sense because it works on the mitochondria. I mean, totally. it makes sense. It's an antioxidant that works on the mitochondria. Yeah. Um, I do think there are some acute uses for it. Um, but I, I, I think that there are some risks to it long. I think under two milligrams per kilogram, I think is what I saw. Is that right? I am going to be truthful. I do not know that. I'll have to, I'll have to find that dosage. Um, but there is a safe dosage that even conventional medicine, um, and you were even looking up, there was a yeah. study that sh- in 2020, it was or- in 20, it was in 2020 and they used methylene blue with, uh, hydroxychloroquine 
And what they did was they said that it stopped replication of SARS-CoV-2 in vitro, which be, and they would say because they're both anti-malaria drugs, so to speak, that's what methylene blue was, was really made for. Um, but that goes back to long haul in the, one of the biggest things for me is the people who have long haul COVID have one of two things. Generally, there can, they can have more, but these are the two most common, common denominators, which is parasites, which malaria yeah. is a parasite. That's why uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and these antiparasitic drugs do really well is because COVID acts as a parasite because it hides in parasites. The other one is Epstein-Barr being reactivated. And what they'll do is if you don't go to a frequency medicine functional med doc, they will test your IgM levels, which tells you um, if it's a, a, a current infection. But the issue with Epstein-Barr is if it's reactivated, it will not spike your IgM, it'll spike your IgG. So they have to test the correct blood test in order for you to get that answer. And that goes back to, if you don't ask the right question, you will not get the right answer. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely COVID I've seen it. I've seen it bring to the surface, you know, de definitely different pathogens. Um, and sometimes it doesn't happen right away. Sometimes you have a delayed effect um, where it happens, you know, a, a few weeks later, and then all of a sudden you just realize you don't have the same capacity that yeah. you once had. Um, but definitely supports during COVID. I would go back to nebulizing um, glutathione um, mm -hmm. could be very helpful um, just anything to support the body and, and how it's, I, I would say it's a infrared sauna, um, yep. definitely getting outside and walking around sunshine is huge for COVID. I mean, the patients that I had that I could get up, get them up and get them walking outside. There was one patient I'm like, go sit on your front porch and just lay there. I don't care if you lay there. I need you outside for a few minutes today. 100%. 100%. Um, even just the being outside, it's the, the mental, you know, the mental, um, toll that it takes to be inside by yourself. Um, it, it can do a lot. Well, if, if, if you want to keep people sick, you get them out of the sun, mm -hmm. um, you get them not exposed to daily germs. So you make them wear masks, you make them use hand sanitizer. They literally couldn't have botched this worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, they couldn't have botched it worse. Um, and then one thing that I will say on, on long haul that you were, uh, going to talk about too, was a lot of people get this, this cough that doesn't leave whenever your cough doesn't leave. That is the two best things to do is to find a thymus and a spleen tissue to take, which I use Revita immune armor, as I've, you've heard me talk about before. Yeah. Um, and then reishi mushrooms strengthens the spleen and thymus. So those are my go-to. And it goes back to you and I talked about it on our allergy podcast, um, where everyone is just in a TH2 dominant state. Yeah with the mold, with the parasites and stuff. And what happens is when you're too TH2 dominant, you drag down your ability to fight off viruses, your TH1 function. And so that's again, why so many people are TH2 dominant, that people struggle with this because they're living in something that they don't even know they're living in. And uh, they equate having no symptoms of being healthy, which is literally, that is good. That will break our society if people live along those um, guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. And so COVID will also like, it, it'll cause this massive histamine reaction uh, and the vaccine could do that too. We haven't yep. talked about the vaccine as far as it being like, like what reactions it can cause, but you can have a long hauler situation from having COVID and then also 
you could have it from having from the vaccine. Now, I'm not saying every person that's gotten the vaccine is going to have issues. Right. I'm just saying the ones that we have seen, the ones that um, typically are going to happen, it, it 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 can set up after the vaccine or after COVID. Um, and and not everyone's going to have the same situation. So, like I was saying earlier, with long haulers with the vaccine, you may have something where it's more of a clot issue, or you may have a more of a nervous system issue. You may have more of a histamine issue. So you you it's going to be different based off your genes um, yes. and off your uh, toxicities and your deficiencies and everything that's present. It's exactly what we were talking about when we did all our other vaccine podcasts. Was yeah. What the great Forrest Gump said was that life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Vaccines right. are that. And the COVID vaccine is that. You don't know. Is it myocarditis? Is it whatever? Right? Yeah. Is it is it a, a full-on autoimmune? I, I had a patient uh, back in, in April. She was in her mid-30s. And she uh, got the vaccine. I uh, don't remember which one. And uh, in the first 30 days, she had foot drop. And in the first two months, she was given 12 months to live with ALS. Oh. For, from which is tragic because she's a healthy 30 year old right and the percentage of 30 year olds who will survive covid is phenomenal it's crazy and then and now we're talking about giving it to our children who's even better against covid like it, it just please make it make sense. My children had no symptoms when I had yeah. COVID and yeah. I did not quarantine from them. I, I neither time I've had it twice. Yeah. Um, I had it in January of 2021. Um, and that first time I did have more symptoms for a day, I did not quarantine. Neither one had either symptoms at all that time. The second time I had, it was in early January, 2022, my one daughter had a cough for like maybe one night, maybe mm. but it was like middle of winter. So I don't know, maybe it was like the furnace and the dry heat. I don't know, but it was just one night. And then my other daughter randomly in the middle of the night threw up one time. Um, but she had also spent the day with grandparents and like, you know, had a lot of excitement. And so we didn't know if there was something else there. That is literally it guys. Yeah. And so, now I know some children are going to have some symptoms um, and they might have a cold, um, but I would still treat that the same way um, as far as like immune support, you know, as you would, their nebulizing definitely would be helpful. Things like that, that I would do um, with adults. They, obviously I wouldn't necessarily do um, some of the the heart, you know, like ivermectin or anything like that, but there yeah. are immune supports you can do. Yeah. And, and when I, I had it twice too, the first time, all that happened to me was I lost my sense of taste. Literally that was it. Uh, it happened right when I was going on vacation. We went out to Palm Springs for two weeks, got an Airbnb. And I was with, at the time my daughter was, I don't know. That was July of 2020. She was born in February, 2020. So however many months that is, we were swimming in the pool the whole time. She didn't get anything. The yeah. second time was last Christmas. Um, I got it. My daughter got it. My wife got it extremely mild. I had maybe a headache, which I usually don't get headaches. Um, but then my mom caught it from us and she was her first time having it. She was a uh, high fever and vomiting every like 30 minutes. Literally. She took one dose, one dose of ivermectin and a zinc pill fell asleep, woke up the next morning and called me and goes, well, this is trippy. I'm a hundred percent better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that I've seen, um, and from people heard from people won't be specific here, but we'll say that I've seen it do very well. Um, I've remembered do very, very well. Um, now, you know, I, I, I won't say that my experiences, I know some people have had worse experiences with COVID. I had like the first, second time I had it, I, I wouldn't have, 
I had an at-home test or I wouldn't have tested. Um, yeah. And I, I literally just had a runny nose and that is it. I wouldn't have even tested otherwise, but ever we had multiple exposures. And so, you know, like I want to say not everyone's going to have that experience. Some people might have a worse experience the second time they have it. And it, that might go back to what have you been exposed to the last year? What have you been going through? What have stress levels have you been under? Um, and, and so I do think it matters how we live day to day, because if our body is is handling things better, like if you are well prepared and you are um, taking care of your body well, then you probably will handle things better. Or if you are not get handling it well, then it might be a sign that there's a chronic pathogen or something at play. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one thing that just popped in my head was we talked about some really good solutions. Another herb that I love for viruses, parasites, and heart inflammation is cat's claw. It mm -hmm. is a great herb. Um, so cat's claw and olive leaf uh, are the two ones that I've been seeing test the most in the last 90 to 120 days. And that's for long haul? Yeah. 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 And I, I have some things that um, Dr. Klinghart likes to use. Um, I saw, you know, I saw some, dip, I would say for me, I, w what I would do is always look at the patient and say, okay, well, what's, what do we have going on? We would always start working on drainage and then using binders, um, mm. typically, um, start working on pulling some things out. Um, but using herbs like chi um, Chinese skull cap, andrographis, reishi, um, mushroom, we've talked about a lot, olive leaves, saffron, um, propolis, B propolis capsules. Those are, that's a really good, helpful thing. It can help stabilize the microbiome, um, natokinase. So that is like nature's aspirin. Um, mm -hmm. and we all know that there is a risk for clotting, um, at, you know, at either with the vaccine or with natural COVID after it. And so, you know, having something on board like that, I know you like to use something else for, um, clot risk, correct? Yeah. I will use cod liver oil. Uh, I will use ginger. I'll use pomegranate. And the other herb I will use is called Dan Shen, uh, which is red sage. Those are all really good for, for fibrin, for clotting, all that type of stuff. Gotcha. And so um, with long haul, you really want to work on the mitochondria. You want to support the mitochondria. Red light is great. And that's very mm -hmm. helpful more like, or even just getting out in the morning sunshine, yep. um, you know, making sure you're getting outside, getting exposed to the elements, those negative ions, like just, just know that that is very important. And it sounds so easy and it sounds so simple, but don't bypass that looking for a tougher, a bigger solution. Just remember that nature always wins. So the better you can get back to nature, the better you will do in in every aspect of your health. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And so, I, I liked how you, you brought up Chinese skull cap. Um, my favorite part of Chinese skull cap is it gets your lymphatic system flowing. Yeah. Uh, it heals your gut lining because it helps your body produce glutathione. Uh, it calms your mind, which is awesome. It also regenerates your nerves and yeah. it's very antiviral and anti-candida yeast fungal. So it's, I, I, that's one of the top five herbs I use for so many things. Yeah. Yeah. And you see how there's multiple uses. I think I've mentioned that in a previous episode. Oh there's yeah. Multiple uses for an herb. So just because we're mentioning it here, doesn't mean it's not useful elsewhere. There's, there's so many, that's the balancing act with, with um, nature and the way, the way that things were created um, yeah. is that there's so much, there's so many value and there's multiple uses for these things. Absolutely. They affect so many different systems. It's not yeah. a, uh, you know, just kind of go after one system, it doesn't change everything. It, it's, it's all synergistic. It all works together, which is the main principle of the body is that it works together as a whole. Nothing happens alone. Everything affects everything. Yeah. Do you use melatonin? So, so funny you, you bring that up. I used to say no, because, okay. um, because it's a hormone. 
And I had a, a hard time giving a hormone to somebody, but there's been a lot of good results using melatonin. Yeah. And it's really changed my mind on giving melatonin beyond just like decalcifying your pineal gland. Um, I know it helps, you know, lower high cortisol. Uh, but I, I was watching someone talk about giving so much melatonin. You think you would overdose on it, but that they, it helps your mitochondria so much that it's like nothing else can achieve that. Yeah. Um, it is, it is something that I've had to kind of wrap my mind around too. It's been a, probably an ongoing thing over the last two or three years. I've been changing, you know, kind of progressing and how I thought about it. I do think it, it does help, um, really to, to, to detox you. Well, Dr. Klinghart uses a lot with autism. Mm. Um, I mean, he talks about like high doses of melatonin, um, 50 milligrams, even for little, you know, younger, younger kids up to like 200 for some adults. They, he does a lot more suppositories, but I, mm -hmm. no matter what, I do think having, um, melatonin on board can be very helpful for COVID and yeah. for the long haul. Yeah. I know that a lot of people were getting, uh, results using it with COVID for sure. I just, I just personally wasn't using it that much, but I maybe should have. Yeah. And then, um, one more thing I wanted to mention is iodine, um, in the nebulizer for sure, but also in a nasal rinse, um, that, I, you know, I, that that's something I should have brought up earlier when we were talking about actual having COVID, that is something that can help decrease viral replication. But like, if you're exposed to it and you're worried about getting it, there's, I mean, show, go to Dr. McCullough's recipes online. There's tons of stuff out there where you can show you how to do it. Um, and that can be very helpful for prevention yeah. and, for, and for the acute phase. Especially if you're one of those hand sanitizer users, instead of doing that, just get a, a nasal rinse with iodine and just squirt that into the sinuses because really that's where COVID's going to live is in the air and in your, into your sinuses. And so iodine was like medicine's original antiseptic, right? It like cleans surgical tools. It still does to this day right. and all that stuff. So uh, iodine, is, I know we fear it a lot. A lot of people fear iodine and uh, like Brownstein would always say, it's just maybe the most important nutrient in the world for us. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, let's see, was there anything else we did not mention? We mentioned mast cells, um, and, and stabilizing mast cells post COVID, you know, quercetin, vitamin C, um, as an antioxidant. I would say one thing is when people lose their sense of smell and they like, don't right. gain it back, I would use essential oil blends to help retrain your cranial nerve one, which is your olfactory nerve. Uh, if you can find a good chiropractor who's using quantum neurology uh, or any type of frequency medicine to help you along, that would be uh, even better. Uh, but I will have patients who have had that. I don't have too many of them, uh, but that they would use different essential oil blends to retrain the uh, cranial nerve one, which is your sense of smell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. I think that is it. I mean, we, we pretty much told you how we feel about COVID. Yeah. Um, it's been a long two years of just this BS that has just grinded my gears all the time to the point where I don't even talk about it anymore because yeah. it's just like, what am I like, if you don't realize what's going on by now, I am sorry. Yeah. It, it really does make people sorry for him. Cause it's like, yeah. man, how do you not know? I mean, um, literally. 
but you know, I think we're all at different stages. And so, you know, I definitely, I'll never judge another person for being where they're at. If that, if, if this is what you need to wake up a little bit, Hey, I am all for it. And come on in. Like, just, just start asking questions. Don't just believe what I'm saying, ask yeah. questions and just look for it too. You know, so we talked about our beliefs about COVID we talked about treatment of COVID long haul. One thing we didn't quite go into is that it's now going to be, you know, part of the schedule in the schools. So that is not going to be a federal thing. Like the CDC will recommend it, but it's going to be state by state. So what matters for that is what your state says for vaccines. And so if you have concerns about that, start looking into exemptions um, or just say peace. Um, you yeah. Know, yeah. But, but basically, if you're living in Illinois, California, New York. New York, Oregon, Washington, you're all listening to this being like, Dang, I got to get the heck out of here. And you are right. You do. Yeah. Cause I mean, you just don't know what they're going to do with this. I mean, like I, no. I don't have confidence about that. I just don't, after seeing the, like the way that we mess things up or that not we, but the system messed things up this past two years, yep. I, I don't have full confidence in that. So, and, and you're, you're so nice how you said that, like, like, you're not going to judge anybody. You're going to love everybody where they're at. Hopefully this woke you up. You know, I, I'm along those lines too, but if you fall for the next time this happens, you ain't going to get my sympathy. Yeah. Cause this is, this is, I really do believe we were at the place where there's going to, they're going to start getting, trying to get away with more and more things. Oh yeah. It's just, it's, it's a really good way to say, Hey guys, let's be prepared. Let's be, let's be on top of it. Let's be on top of our health. Let's not stress about the little things and fight about the little things in the holistic community that I see so much of right now. Like just, just let's just be on top of things and be prepared. And, and, and we can really hopefully not have a total life disruption. Like we had, you know? Yeah. When, when people get power, no time in history has people who have grabbed the power ever let it go. Yeah. And what you're going to see is there's going to be another thing in the next 10 years, maybe the next five years, who knows, maybe the next election. And I just hope that you don't fall for it. And I hope that you live in a place that won't fall for it either, because we, we wanted to talk about COVID because it's again, like vaccines is the elephant in the room. And, but we really, we're done with COVID. In my head, yeah. I, I am already, you know, I am already preparing for the next garbage that they're going to pull to try to get more power and then try to get your votes and then try to get people in the White House and people into the Senate and all that. This is all going to happen again. The, you know, the, um, the main thing is how you respond to it and how ready you're going to be. And so uh, we hope that we have given you your power back in some fashion. If you already didn't take it back yourself, because that's what it, it will all be about. And, um, and we can't live in fear. There's not, no. there's no, like th that is, that is just, that's going to let, let, let them win. Like yeah. that it's not, that's not the point of this. It's to say, Hey, like it doesn't matter what happens. Like I am okay. I'm, I have my family. I have my faith. I have, you know, I have the things in place that I need. And if it's, if this is, if this is, it is what it is like, you can't, you cannot control what they're going to do. I can't stop them from doing what they're going to do. No one in this world could probably stop them from doing what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and so we're just, we just have to accept that and say, okay, what can we do with what we can control? I think you said it perfect. And that before we end this, I believe that you should read a little, oh, yeah. uh, your we favorite. We did talk about a lot of supplements. So I do have to say this is, and not every, when we talk about supplements, don't take everything that we're saying. Because yeah. like I said, there's different things for different people. You have to start one thing and just see, and just, and just listen to your body, know your body. Don't yes. 
throw a bunch of stuff at your body, your body's not going to like that. And right. that's not, that's not the point. The point is saying that there are different solutions for different people. And that these are the things that have tested well, that have, have worked well for, for us and for other people. Um, but this is not meant to be medical advice. This is meant to be educational. Please speak with your hopeful root, root cause practitioner before <laughs> changing anything. All right. We love you all. We will see you on the next one. And I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to want to share this one. I hope so. I hope so. I hope it's, I hope it's helpful. <laughs> All right. See you all guys right. on the next one. Bye.